Welcome to the HSCT Warriors Podcast, bringing voice to the journeys of HSCT Warriors worldwide. I'm Dr. Jen Stansberry Koenig, or Zen Jen, and so grateful to share this story with you. As we continue to grow the HSCT Warrior community, illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease, recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression, connect through our shared experiences, and advocate for an inclusive society. We're so glad you've joined us. Like I said, today's my STEMI birthday, so I thought it was... Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah, that was what got my attention. I was like, you know, I... Yeah, it's three years today, so it's a little, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is today. It's a, like, overwhelming is not quite the word. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't sure I'd be here, but. Reflective, so, right? Reflective and, yeah, and just grateful, but also, yeah, it's just a lot, but yeah. Well, let's dive right in. So welcome, All Stacey. Right. Hello. <laughs> it's so great to connect with you, a fellow HSCT or treated by Dr. Burt. Sure was. Yep. It's rare to talk to folks these days who have been treated by Dr. Burt. I was one of the last. Yep. I was in May of 2017. And that's 20, sorry, 2019. I know my years. 2019. <laughs> 2017 was my diagnosis year. There you go. MS brain. 2019. Sure. No worries. Um, yeah, was one of the last groups, felt very grateful, didn't know it at the time that he was going to be winding down. But right. as we were there, he was talking about that. And I, yeah, I was very, very grateful that was able to get in with that last group. So for sure. Very so, grateful. Yeah. So I guess maybe we start with your diagnosis story. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> How all that went. Sure. So um, I was formally diagnosed in March of 2017. I had been having symptoms, didn't really realize it for almost 18 years at that point. My oldest, who's now 23, I had my first uh, you know, MS experience when he was about five months old and mm. didn't really remember much of the time other than them saying something about clinically isolated something and, you know, sure. see a doctor if it happens again and all that. And I got busy and um, I did have other things through the years, but uh, I'm a nurse and my husband's a nurse and nurses don't go to doctors. We just, right. we just don't, you know, <laughs> you we, care of yourself. You, yeah, we, uh, all these weird little things were happening and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, none of them were bad enough to see a doctor for. So I just got and got through it. And over the years I would have these little spells that would kind of call them wonky, like things would get a little weird feeling or looking, but by the time it went away, I thought nothing nothing to go see a doctor for. So uh, in 2017, I was, well, I should back up in 2016, we had a very, um, very serious year. My youngest son, we got very, very sick. And um, we, at the time, they had diagnosed him with pediatric MS, which turned out to be not true. He oh. had what's called um, AFM, acute flaccid myelitis. But in the course of all of that, we did a lot of, of MS research. We thought we had a child now with MS. And sure. so it was, it was, ironic in a not very, not a funny way, but uh, we were doing all this MS research and then it turned out it, it wasn't, but we were obviously we're on high alert for all these demyelinating diseases and such. So about September, October of, of 16, I was training for what would have been, I think my 14th marathon. And I was just not feeling good. I kept getting sick and I had this weird feeling in my left leg. And I kept thinking, you know, I'm, I'm overtrained. I 
you know, I pinched a nerve, something like that. And you can always to do that. rationalize something. Right? Always, always, always. And went to do that race. It was in Arizona. I went with my running friends and it was a two day race. And the first day of the 10 K I, I just couldn't go. I was the weirdest feeling. I'm like telling my legs to go. And I felt like I was running backwards in time. It was just a very strange uh, day. And so I dropped down to the half marathon, but it was the same thing the next day. I just couldn't get my legs to go. And I got home and my husband finally said, do you think maybe it's time (laughs) to go see your doctor? Like this is not normal. So, so that started the journey. And of course she said, Oh, I'm sure it's everything. It's something else. It is not MS. I'm sure it's not. And then a month later, she calls me in and says, oh, you know, yep, it's MS. So that was March 1st of 17. And really, really quickly, things went very bad. I, I was one relapse after another. Um, after having so many years of being fairly quiet, things got very, very active. I was um, failed every DMD I tried, was still relapsing through them new symptoms and new relapses about every three months, if, if not faster. And got to the point where my, you know, my doctor really said, we're, we're kind of out of options. Ocrevus didn't work. Just Tysabri wasn't working. You know, oh. it was, yeah, it was Limtrata or, you know, it was, we really were at that point. And um, I was in the hospital. I was hospitalized for a few days with a relapse in July of 18. And I had heard about HSCT in 2016 when my son got sick and I knew they weren't doing it for, for kids, but I had started following and I found the website or that the Facebook site and had joined at that point and was just, just lurking and reading and following stories. And I was in the hospital in July and I applied from the hospital <laughs> to his, to his uh, program. Um, because I just, I knew there was nothing, there was nothing left. I was going to keep just relapsing and there was nothing stopping it. So, um, luckily was able to, that was July and went through his whole process, which took about six months to get approved and, um, all the pre-testing and get on the calendar and then insurance, which of course was a whole nother issue, but, um, that's what started it. So I feel very lucky in the fact that my worsening coincided with him still doing his, you know, doing the trial and being able to get in like I was. I'm sure Chicago is not too far from where you are. Yep. Nope. Just about two hour drive. And was able to, um, you know, coordinate all that a little easier than some didn't have to fly in. I did still have to stay in Chicago for those three weeks, uh, in between everything. Right. Well, you know, all that, but, uh, it was, um, yeah, I felt very lucky that the, the timing of it, my, my MS got worse right when, right when it needed to in order to get in on the trial. So, so if there was anything lucky. Yeah, for sure. But how did your neurologist and how did your doctor respond to your interest in HSET? He was actually very supportive. I was I was afraid at first. I, was, I think most people are that he you know was going to just have some you know, have some uh, not great things to say. But he truly went. I don't know what else to offer you, so let's do it. Like I'm all in. What do you need? I'll write you letters. What you know? So he was incredibly supportive. And you know, in the course of all this and watching everything and following up, has um, had other people that he. Um, has treated, talked to me about HSCT. He's talking about HSCT. So I feel very grateful because I know that's not the experience for a lot of folks either, but he was really supportive. And did insurance come around? (laughs) Eventually, yes. But uh, that was a battle. We, um, (sighs) yeah, it's the same story as most people. It was um, a big, big fight. And (laughs) interestingly enough, they actually tried to call Northwestern tried to call me about a year, I don't know, six months ago, and 
argue about something. And I was like, this is so old. What are you talking about? It's already paid for it. Like, what do you, you think I'm going to give it back? Like, what are you, what are you fighting for? It was on their end. It was a billing issue or whatever, but Interesting. Um, yeah, so they did. I mean, out of pocket, I still, you know, I think all totaled everything in was still around 10,000 probably with, you know, when you count all the things that they did not cover or didn't cover completely or the upfront costs that Northwestern required. But um, in the overall scheme of things, given everything that happened and all the costs, that was still very, very minimal compared to what it could have been, obviously. Sure. Especially for those people who end up battling insurance for years and yep. or just end up coming up with the money out of pocket. Yep. yep. And then we were working on that angle too. We knew that if this... If we had to, we were going to figure it out. We, I do feel thankful. We eventually worked it out. It was very, very stressful and did not help during all of that uh, feeling as bad as I did to be fighting that. But um, that's the worst. Eventually, yeah. Right? It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You're sick already <laughs> and you're yeah. fighting for your life, literally. Yep. And then you literally end up having to fight insurance. Yep. And yet, literally, you're fighting for your life and they don't understand. And so, yeah, but I do feel thankful. Like I said, things fell into place and it all lined up and I was able to get in with his what I get. What I didn't know at the time was really this last group that he was putting through. So I um, feel very, very thankful. Yeah, that's amazing. And how did it all go? <laughs> it's hard to think back I, three years ago, but at the same time, does it feel like you were just there? Oh, yeah. It feels like I was just there, actually. Um, I, you know, I in thinking about this, I'm not sure. I mean, when I was getting ready for HSCT, I wanted to know everything. Right? I wanted to know the good, the bad. I wanted to know everybody's experiences. And there's this thing that happens with nurses where it just seems like if anything is going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong with a nurse or a doctor because we're the worst patients. We're the absolute worst. And that's kind of what HSCT was. I mean, in the end, it was all fine. I was fine. But um, I had just, you know, intractable nausea and vomiting. Like they were to the point, every medication they were throwing at me, it wasn't really helping. I got some psychosis from the Benadryl and the steroids. And I ended up with a blood clot from the PICC line. And, you know, so it was just all this stuff that like, kept happening. And they kept reassuring me, you know, it's okay. <laughs> You're going to be okay. You know, right. this, is, this is all still within the normal, but... They just by the final, the last thing was the 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 DBT, the blood clot, and the nurses. Uh, one of them, especially, she was just great. She just comes in. She's like, I just, I know, I just don't even know what to say because at this point, is there anything else? And I don't want to say, is there anything else that can happen? Right. <laughs> we know there's other things that can happen, but um, but no, I mean, as far as going to plan, it, it did. I mean, it was I um, I followed the plan they had laid out, very pretty straightforward. It just I. It was rough. It was it was not um, it was not a easy thing to go through, and it was hard to compare because other people didn't experience those things, you know. They and so it's it's really is unique of what your body is going to do with it. Um, I just kept thinking, you know, I had I had a really strong response when we did the stem cell. A collection. I had a, you know, just uh, lots of bone pain and all that. I just kept thinking, you know, this is great. I'm get, making lots and lots of <laughs> stem cells and same in the hospital. I'm like, you know, the sicker I am, it means that my body is really just taking this and, you know, it's doing what it's supposed to do and, you know, trying to reframe it and and then spend a lot of time just kind of laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, going, okay, sure. this will be done soon. <laughs> you know, eventually, this too shall days, pass. This too shall pass. And just looking out the window and, you know, just, yeah. So 
um, it went to plan. Nothing, you know, again, no, no big problems. The, the blood clot was, uh, you know, unfortunate, but also not unheard of. So what and about yeah, it was, a most memorable experience? Oof. Well, probably it actually would be my, the stem cell transplant day. Um, you know, it, at Northwestern, they, they, they offer you a blessing of your stem cells and they come in and it's one of the chaplains comes in they bring the the whole machine in that has your your stem cells stored and they go through a whole um blessing basically in a prayer and you know just a a moment of recognition for what you're going through and keep in mind that i was also like i said i was a little i was a little <laughs> a little confused from all the medication but in that moment of just that realization was just overwhelming. And I just, I cried and my husband cried and it was, it was this really, really touching moment followed immediately. Then they start the infusion and she, the nurse really kind of said, well, you know, you kind of reacted to everything we've given you. So this, this might feel a little funny. And as soon as it hit, we were like watching the little stem cells come through the tubing. And as soon as it hit my system, I got so sick. So immediately, like it was a flip switch and my husband still, I think is a little upset about it because he had this whole thing planned. He was going to play this uh, video of my friends and family singing happy birthday. And here I am having almost like a dissociative moment. Like I was so sick so immediately so she you know the nurse was great and jumped to and you know lots of meds and but it was a very it was, it was just such a you know from this very touching oh you know open holistic moment to feeling like I was truly like losing my mind and oh. having to like almost dissociate from it so memorable I still you know incredibly thankful sure. I love watching the video of that moment I love you know, seeing the pictures of the stem cells and but it took me some time um, afterwards to get past that that moment, right? Where then all of a sudden what I, in my head, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm dying, you know? And she's like, you're not dying. You're fine. <laughs> it's, right. it's something that happens, you know, sure. this doesn't happen to everybody. It doesn't, you know, and again, that was kind of the refrain of the whole thing. This doesn't usually happen. Oh. And, you know, here it happened. So you get um, to experience it. Yeah, it, it was exactly that. And she afterwards, she's like, I'm so sorry. I should have known. I should have known. We've been saying this the whole time. Oh. If it's going to if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to you. And yeah, so it did. But but still incredibly grateful and, you know, and thankful. I mean, it's a all part of that experience. You know, it, it you can't take the good without the, you know, those those moments of, wow, this is pretty serious stuff. It's, you know, it's not something to take lightly, but. Right. A very yeah. Serious procedure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to, you know, respect the fact that we're, you know, taking something on for a very serious reason, obviously, you know, don't do this lightly, but, um, but yet still at the same time, so it's, it's so incredibly grateful in that moment that I had the opportunity and, just how miraculous it really was to watch your little stem cells <laughs> like look at them marching back into your body right it's so, it's cool, so you surreal know? <laughs> yeah yeah very very cool and yet very traumatic moment <laughs> all, all wrapped up together so yeah so how are you going to be celebrating today three years I, post yeah I actually today I'm gonna do nothing I'm gonna do absolutely nothing and that for me is really hard um 
ever, I mean, I've always been lived in overdrive and MS was very hard for me to slow down. Yes. I said, I, I've been running, you know, marathons and ultra marathons. I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse practitioner. I, I work a lot. I, I, this week, this week, the amount of stress was ridiculous this week. I mean, truly ridiculous. And I, um, in the course of this week, finished my doctorate degree. I finished writing a $3 million grant for one of the organizations I worked for. I saw my organization through some losses of um, people we work with, you know. So this work, this week has been incredibly stressful. And a realization, a remembrance that I still have MS, you know. I have not had a relapse. I have healed in so many ways, but my body still has damage and I have to respect that. So today I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I'm going to, I did my morning workout. I'm going to do my, just what I need to do to get through the day and let my body heal and rest because it's been an incredibly stressful week. So I always think I'm going to do something epic. And every year I, you know, last year I had all these plans and of course, you know, COVID and the year before COVID. <laughs> and so this year I thought, you know, no, I'm going to, I'm going to respect my body and just, do nothing. So. That sounds like the best thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For today it is. And so um, I'm sure we'll, you know, we, we find ways to celebrate it throughout the year. And I, I, um, I joke because I really don't celebrate my real birthday anymore. It's a long, long story, but you know, we thought this would be great. My new birthday, you know, May 14th. And then we also were like, well, okay. It's another, you know, <laughs> when you, what, what do you do to celebrate these, you know, these momentous, huge things? And I don't know, sometimes it is just more of a day of, of being quiet and, you know, being still and being reflective. And I, I think that's where I am more today than, than anything else. So. Sure. So what has shifted for you? Like, how much of a struggle was it for you physically even going into HSCT as a marathoner and yeah. forced to reckon with the slowing down? That was, that was, it was terrifying, truly. Um, I went, I went from, I said, being able to, you know, run these just, you know, crazy, stupid races to, I, I, I've always, I never lost the ability to walk, but when I went into, um, Chicago and that was a couple of that just cup two year time frame, I was using, uh, walking sticks, um, for balance more than anything. I had foot drop. I had, you know, I was, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I would, I tipped to the right, you know, I would just fall. And I, I did try to keep doing some races in those first couple of years. And every time I did, I would fall and I broke ribs one time. And I, you know, I, I, the realization that my body was not responding, I could not get it to do what I wanted to. And that was, and it still is hard. I, I still struggle because I want to run. I want to do those things again. And I can in some capacity, but it's not like it was, you know, so having to really shift um, my expectations and I bought a Peloton. <laughs> that was my, <laughs> I think my biggest shift was kind of giving in of like, all right, I can bike inside safely. You know, even biking outdoors, I really couldn't do anymore because bending over in that position, I would get so dizzy. I couldn't, you know, I, I was, I was a danger to myself and others. So about the Peloton and really started to shift what it meant to be athletic, what it meant to feel in my body, you know, what it felt what it means to, you know, to push my body in a different way. Um, but it has limitations. I can't get overheated anymore, you know, or as overheated. I, I take more time to recover, um, all of that. So that's been hard. <clears throat> and it's been one that I still don't think I've really come 
to complete, um, you know, peace with. I still look at race calendars and I still think about what I might do next year. And, you know, and I don't rule it out, but it's also the realization that, you know, I I, I am older now too. (laughs) So take that into account. Um, And uh, then for me, after, after HSCT, the, you know, besides just the regular recovery was the instant menopause and early menopause and being respectful of what that does to your body. And, um, that was, that's been tough. You know, you know, it's coming. And I, I, I kept joking. I'm like, this will be great. Like, this will be the one side effect I'm really not upset about. And I really regret saying that because <laughs> it's been sure. really hard, really hard to deal with. But, um, I, again, I think it's just trying to balance all of the, the reality of what's really happening with what your brain wants to tell you, you know, when well, you used to be able to do this and you used to be yes. able to do that. And, um, and I can still walk, you know, and I can still work and I can still do things that, you know, are enjoyable. So I, you know, focus on that. And, you know, on the good days, I focus on that. On the bad days, I get mad and sad and, and move on and <laughs> get back on my Peloton and do some, you know, crazy long distance bike instead of a run and try to you know, rationalize and, you know, remember that it's, you know, it's all a process. It's a journey and this is, you know, where I'm at with it. So, It's such a delicate balance. Oh, absolutely. Our bodies can only take so much, you know, and then that's the reality of it's, it's been interesting. You know, I, I, I definitely in those, even in the hospital, and I know a lot of people experience this, but even within the first dose or two, day or two, you know, the, of chemo, I felt better. I mean, I felt worse, but my MS was just silent. It was, everything just was quiet. I could feel my feet. I could walk. I was balancing on one foot, you know, things that were just amazing. You know, when you quiet down all that, you know, all that inflammation and Mm. yeah. And, and so then, you know, I've, I've, I've benefited from that, right. You know, a lot of that has improved. I've definitely, and I've had no worsening, nothing, no new, no new lesions, no new symptoms, you know, and when things get really bad and I get really stressed out, <laughs> yeah, uh, those things comes back. <laughs> they come roaring back. And so, yeah, it's been a, this week leading up to this, you know, and all these memories and, and I get hit with, you know, one of my, my worst symptoms with this was an MS hug that feels like kidney stones. It's right around the trunk area, you know, and where like I've had kidney stones before, but it feels like that. It's that same feeling in that same place. And, and that hit me earlier in the week and it made me just stop and go, okay, you know, be respectful of the fact that your body is not um, processing all of this very well. And you need to, you know, need to slow down and need to you know, be respectful of that. And it's probably the hardest thing for, you know, I think for a lot of people, but I know for me to admit that you got to stop sometimes and, you know, that's, stop before your body makes you stop is Isn't it kind of the place I've come to. It's because yeah. you're trucking along, right? And then suddenly you just really get pulled yep. back. <laughs> Slammed. Yeah, I get truly. Yeah. And, and not to panic about it. And I, I think I, I, early on in, you know, in this first few months after HS, HSCT, I think it was about nine months in and I really, I panicked a little bit. I, I felt bad. I didn't, you know, things weren't going well. And I, I really wondered if I was, if I was relapsing and, you know, and went through all of that and all the testing and, you know, my neurologist again was great. I was like, no, you're not, you're, you're healing. 
you know, and that realization of like, wow, our bodies really do take time. <laughs> like this is not an overnight process. You know, the, no. some of the weird feelings and the, you know, some of the sensations and all that. And, um, so I've had to you know, just rely on a lot of that, just trust of, yeah, this is still just my body figuring out <laughs> what it's doing and how it's healing and that that healing can continue. And we have to be respectful of the process. So, so yeah, that's my, my <laughs> what I'm doing today is, is resting and, and letting my body, you know, do what it needs to, to do so I can get back to it. So well, because as you mentioned, like the, there's still damage incurred, right? And there's yeah, still yeah. workarounds that we need to figure out. And neuroplasticity takes time mm-hmm. and practice. And absolutely. So, yep. in, in order to truly heal and continue reversing that damage, I think it's just that investment and consistency. And as soon as we get too busy or too caught up with the now, Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And respecting, yeah, respecting that, um, you know, I, I, aside from, you know, running and all those things, I, you know, I realized when I got, was diagnosed that if I didn't keep moving, I was at risk of not being able to move. You know, I, I could feel it. I could tell when I would get knocked down and I would, you know, it just would build on itself and, you know, muscles get tight and things start to hurt more and all that. So, you know, so that the need to move every day is obviously, you know, I think a big part for just about everybody with MS within whatever you can do, you know, to keep your body moving, right. but to keep your, keep your brain moving too, you know, and that it still can be scary. I mean, I, you know, that the worst, the, the, the worst relapse I had, the one that only had to be in the hospital was more neural, more cognitive than it was physical. I, I couldn't stay awake. Like it truly felt like somebody had a dimmer switch on my brain and I would be there and then I would be out and then I'd be in and then I'd be out. And it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you know, I, I use my brain for my work every day. You know, I can, I can handle some of the bodily things happening, but that cognitive um, just overnight switch was terrifying. And so again, being respectful that, you know, that damage is still there and I have to, you know, do those things every day that help me be the best I can sleep as much as, you know, sleep when I need to Mm. move my body, you know, stay engaged, read, you know, don't just, (laughs) don't just sit on my phone all day, you know, or whatever, do things that are engaging that keep your brain active because again, it's just, it's while I feel very thankful that I, I haven't had anything new. Yeah. That the damage was obviously very, very apparent. I had some pretty significant changes. So it's always, always something, you know, that'll be worked on. And you know, I think so the neuroplasticity is just amazing that we, our bodies and our brains can overcome so much, but it doesn't happen just by accident. So. Or overnight. Oh no. <laughs> and definitely not overnight. <laughs> definitely, definitely not overnight. No. In my mind, it speaks to the need for more people to learn about this sooner Absolutely. In their course of disease progression, right? Because absolutely, if you don't incur all of this damage to begin with, yeah, then truly the transplant can just halt the disease. Um, absolutely, I mean, the whole point is to halt the disease, but also to hopefully sooner than later, right? Absolutely, absolutely, any damage that's incurred. Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, I, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, wanting, you know, in talking with you today too, is just, 
I felt, you know, when this all was all was starting and going through this, I've, I've always been very open and talking about it. Absolutely no problem. And, you know, answering lots of questions, but getting the, well, it, it has to be, you know, it had to become more than this kind of underground grassroots thing, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, have you heard about this thing? And, you know, right. like people not really talking about it and trying to, you know, seeing that change over the last two years has been amazing. And I want to, you know, shout it from the rooftops, like, you know, get, pay attention. Like, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. And I am, I understand that. And there's right. absolutely things that go into it, but give people the option because I lost time. I lost function. I lost brain cells. I, you know, right. I have, I have permanent damage that was not there you know, until that second, really into that second year of, of really inflammatory MS that wasn't halted by anything I tried. Um, you know, I got some temporary relief from Tysabri, you know, a little bit, but then of course my, my JC value went through and, you know, up there, you know, so all this stuff just, you know, there's no simple answer. All of those things are, are, are not only potentially dangerous, but they're, you know, they could cost you time function and all of that your so. liver your kidneys <laughs> all of it yeah i mean and all of it so yeah i i ended up with after the tysabri with almost cr- like chronic shingles like i get still get it a, a lot of like oh, the wow. spatial yeah and it was it all started during tysabri it, it you know flared and now it's one of those i'm like oh man you know here it comes all right you know if i you know stressed out or whatever and yeah, I mean, just just things you don't think about, you know, that you know, these medications change your body. They change how Chemistry. things function. Yeah. yeah, they do. And they are very serious. You know, Ocrevus, um, you know, was hailed as this, you know, as a miracle. And for a lot of people, it's been very effective. For me, it made everything worse. I was so sick for six months. I was so much worse. And... I know I'm not alone. You know, I mean, some people have that reaction and then, and then what do you do? You know, what are your options? And, you know, I don't want it to be, I I would like to hear people hearing about HSCT before they get to that point Yes, and having to suffer for that long. Yes. It's exactly what we're about. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for that advocacy. Yep. No, it was, it was interesting. So I was, <laughs> you know, my, my, my claim to fame, you know, was that the, the room I was in at, um, at Northwestern was the, the big room. I didn't know it at the time. I really didn't go oh, around looking at rooms, the corner but suite. I had, I had the big room. I had the big room that then uh, Selma Blair had after me. I was oh, like, oh okay. she got, she got my room. Look at that. I had butt. that room. I, was, I think the, <laughs> like during the first round of chemo, like when you sure, go for the yeah. first night and then yeah <laughs> that nice corner suite was amazing yeah no I had a tiny room for that one but I I you know you got that that day you don't know I'm like they're like here's your room you know a lot of, I'm like okay great and I did have a lot of room I could walk laps in my room right. it was yeah. great you know <laughs> and I did I did walk laps but you know and then hearing about her and the scene this I'm like wait she was there right after me. <laughs> oh, wow. How cool. But, um, you know, but the advocacy that, you know, getting the, the word out there, you know, we could talk all day about her stuff and I don't want to because I've got some other feelings about that, but, um, you know, getting the word out there and knowing that we can't just leave it. Yeah. As a last resort, it cannot just be a, well, you know, if nothing else works, no, we got it's not fair. Offer. No, it's not. Oh, sorry, not you've been wrecked by this disease, and now you can try to halt the progression. Yeah, nope, absolutely. We deserve absolutely. a better life. 
Yep. And it's, um, yeah, we could talk. <laughs> I do a lot of advocacy, right? So I'm a nurse and have been advocating for lots of things over the years and patient, you know, different patient rights and different things. And it's one of the big issues I had early on when I was diagnosed, um, is that, you know, I knew about HSCT and I, I, I was following this when, you know, when I got diagnosed and realizing that the, you know, MS world wasn't recognizing it and it was so frustrating. And so, you know, this kind of separation of, um, you know, not following the science, really. I mean, the science makes sense. Exactly. It's so simple. It's so simple. And so, you know, truly is so simple. Like, why, why don't you follow the science? Why somehow are these medications the answer? And yet this very simple using your own body to heal itself. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. You know? Right. Well, so, by I've eradicating been, yeah. those disease cells, like those medications yeah, yeah. might quiet those disease cells, but ultimately they're still replicating and they're yep, still yep. carrying the messaging and they're, yep. it's a crapshoot, a roll of the yep. dice. If those medications are going to work because when doctors prescribe them, they're not using the science <laughs> to look no. at where the disease is most active and which drug would potentially be most effective for your individual case of MS. It's maddening. Yep, it's maddening. No, to have a doctor literally, literally hand you brochures and go pick yes. one. And so that what? was your experience too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which one do you want to start with? What I, what do you mean? What do I want to start with? I don't know. <laughs> How do I know? I'm a, and, and and you're I, a, I'm a nurse. You're a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. And I still was like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I picked Capaxone. I don't know why. I just did. I, 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 that's what I started with. Did nothing, obviously. I mean, it absolutely did zero, absolutely nothing. But yeah, it's maddening. It's, it's, and then obviously the, you know, you get insurance involved. And then it was, uh, you know, even when you decide you do want to try a medication and then, you know, they go through, well, you have to have failed this many other things. Right. And, Why do they get to choose? I, exactly. Yeah. It, it was, it was actually, it was almost comical looking back on it. Like I can laugh about it now sort of, but I am, I have celiac disease too. So, you know, funny, you know, you know, one immune autoimmune issue leads to another, but I had, I was diagnosed with celiac years before the MS, but, um, found out through, you know, when the insurance company says, nope, you can't t- try Tysabri till you failed, you know, at least two of the oral medications. And now I can't remember which two, but two of them aren't safe for celiacs. So who would have ever known that? You know, I had, I did my research though. I'm like, Oh, these aren't even safe. And the insurance company tried to fight me on it. And then they finally talked to the, whatever, you know, the pharmacist and like, Oh, I guess you're right. You know, but like, why did I, as the patient have to do all of that to right. convince you that I, could try this other incredibly expensive medication. It was just, it was, yeah, it was not, oh yeah, not, just not way easy. too much power and control. Yep. 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 And then you get into HSCT and all the fight for that. And even though it makes so much sense and I I've been, I've been glad to see that some of that has started to shift. You know, you, you can see it, you can, you know, hear the stories that it's starting to shift and I'm so thankful. And, you know, again, I'm a nurse. We could talk about insurance all day long. I really don't like to because it just makes me angry. But, you know, there's there's a responsibility, obviously, you know, on their part, too, to make sure that what we're doing is, you know, science-based and all that. And that, But that's the part that just gets me because it is, you know. Right. The science <laughs> it is. behind HSCT is there and it's proven. It's, it's so solid. You know, and yeah, it's been 
somehow still feel like you can argue that is just yeah amazing to me but I'm excited to see all these new ones coming out and new people, you know, more people getting it and seeing the results. And it's exciting. It's just unfortunate that it's the myeloablative protocol that. Yeah. Well, so many more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I I, um, was talking to somebody about that who was thinking about, I can't remember which, which hospital they were going to go to and trying to gently explain the difference you know, I, I don't want to do something that talks somebody out of it. That's not my position either. Right? I don't want to ever do something that that would make their decision one way or the other. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I, again, it comes back to I wish people had the choice. I wish there was more discussion and more I guess, advocacy for understanding what that all means, because. Um, again, if I struggle as you know, a nurse of 23 years to make sense of it all. I can only imagine, That's you know, in person, the, right? yeah, yeah the, it's, it's confusing and it, yeah. So lots to still do. That's for sure. Absolutely. And we welcome you. If you're ever interested in volunteering with us, of course, we'd love to have you help us continue. That ab- charge. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm finally at a point where physically and everything together is to a point where, yeah, I can, I can get back now. <laughs> I couldn't say that even probably even a year ago. I think, you know, realizing that this process takes time. It is. Yes. That roller coaster is real. It is. Um, and I hate roller coasters, but oof, <laughs> I, I really do. I'm not a fan, but, you know, realizing that it's not a, I, I, and I really, I, I will be honest. I went into it thinking I'm going to be different. This isn't going to be me. I'm going to feel great. I'm going to, I kept working. I worked from the hospital remotely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I mean, it's like, you just like, no, I'll be fine. I won't need Mm. to take that much time off. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yes, you should. (laughs) Yeah. And I ended again, it ended up biting me later. I ended up having to take time in September. You know, I took, I ended up taking almost three months in September not in May when all this was happening, you know, because I didn't respect what was going on, you know. And so it's that roller coaster is real. The ups and downs are real. You know, it does sometimes get worse before it gets better. I, it's interesting. Again, I, I get, I get curious, you know, about things when they happen and reading about them. And I was one, and I know other people have too, where my spasticity got worse, really worse, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was scary. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah, what, you right. know, because this, is am I mess back? Yeah. Am I relapsing? Am I? Yeah. And it was very, very scary. And then realizing, you know, oh no. Okay. It, this is actually good. <laughs> this is my body figuring it out. It's okay. You know, keep going and, you know, kept going to PT, kept doing all those things, but, but it's interesting, you know, but it, 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 it takes time. It's not an overnight, you know, it's not an overnight cure for sure. And, uh, the amount of um, damage that has to heal is, I think, really related to how long that roller coaster goes. You know, it's just, it just, it, it takes time. So agreed. And people go, like, don't necessarily think about that going into it. Nope. Nope. I, again, I, I really, I, <laughs> I, just, and I can remember Dr. Burt just looking at me going, yeah. Okay. Like just his deadpan. Like, yeah. Yes. I, 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 how much time do you think I'll need to take off? He's like, he looks at me like, well, most people take time off work. They don't usually work from their hospital bed. 
like, well, you're right, but, uh, you know, yeah. In hindsight, it was kind of dumb, but I'm, you know, glad, uh, I'm glad it all worked out in the end. <laughs> so. Well, once the chemo hits, at least for me, I had that clearing of brain fog and could think so mm -hmm. much more clearly because I didn't, yes. I didn't know that I had brain fog. Yes. Yeah. No, I couldn't. My body. Yeah. It was amazing. I said, I felt I, my balance was better. My, you know, my numbness was better, all this stuff, but you know, then that roller coaster has to go back down too. <laughs> you know, and getting home and realizing, Oh, you know, Hmm. Things are still still not quite where where I thought they would be, and I said like the the menopause. And on top of that, oof, that was that's been a rough ride. But um, you know, it's it's respecting that our bodies can figure it out if we give it give it what it needs, give it time, give it you know the just the basic stuff that we need to be doing every day, and it, it does eventually start to even out. So. That's eventually hmm. eventually i'm three said i'm three three years in and i think oh my gosh here i am you know how, you know and i don't it's not a relapse but it's you know here i am having a bad ms week i'm really msy this week wow that's really disappointing but also realistic you know like well, for sure I, when you're working on that large of a grant yeah. and you completed your doctorate congratulations yeah. by the way thank you thank you yeah but that's all in one week come on how <laughs> it's, a lot. it's a lot and for this i kind of joked with my husband i'm like well this this ms week is brought to you by the letter s it's called stress <laughs> right. and too much of it you know i can't blame an illness can't blame anything else this is just just stress and, and you know that's the reality we think we can outrun it we think we can beat it and your body goes yeah no nope <laughs> this is it i'm gonna make you stop if you you know if you don't do it on your own so yeah that's the truth it really does just stop yeah yeah so that's one of my you know one of my lessons i've had to learn and i um i you know so i i have i've taken up I've taken up painting, you know, I'm, I'm 50 and I started painting like a year ago. I've never painted in my life. That's <laughs> I was awesome, like, but it's you know, relaxing, but like, isn't it? it? It is. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with being good or bad or any of that. It's just, I don't know. I just thought I need to find something else to do. And I just started painting. So I would, you know, my very type A, you know, go, 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 you know, taking time to paint seems kind of frivolous. But now I look at it like, wow, this is amazing yeah because i can relax and slow down and not feel like i have to you know just go all the time but yet three hours can pass and my brain has just you know gotten into the flow and it's mm -hmm. amazing so so it's looking for those things i would never have thought of that <laughs> a few years ago you know but um yeah it's, it's taking those that time to to find those things respect those things that make you um, or allow you to to heal. I think it's really really important. So, and I was never. I, I I've been the worst patient. I mean, a hundred percent admit I've been the absolute worst in so many so many ways. I don't follow always follow instructions. I don't. You know, I think I'm going to be different, and I'm not. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not. I'm an MS patient, and uh, I will always have that. And I'm very thankful that my progression has stopped and I've, I've been able to heal. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So what about a superpower that you gained from your experience with HSCT? 
I truly think it is actually my ability to, to be still and to slow down. That truly for me was something I never could do. You know, maybe a little borderline, you know, adult ADHD, you know, a little bit of the, uh, sure. I just have this huge, huge fear of missing out, you know, FOMO, my, my family jokes about it, but I, I suffer greatly from FOMO. There's always something I want to be doing or trying and, and realizing truly it's okay to stop. I, I bought I bought a really comfortable recliner for that reason. <laughs> so I can I can sit in my chair and look out the window or you know just and that for me has been um an incredible journey and that sounds so silly because No it doesn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, doing nothing is not something, but it is. It truly is something that I learned and gained. I don't think I ever would have until I was truly forced to. Mm. Um so, yeah. And then recognize that it's valuable. Yes. And that you don't have to justify it. I think I always felt like if I, I had to justify taking a rest day, I had right. to justify taking a nap. I had to justify all these things. And no, no. it's okay. You can, you can do these things and, um, and truly not feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> so that, that thing for me was the change. Yes, that was the change of it's okay. I can just sit. I can just sit and do nothing. And that's okay. And Brilliant. So yeah. In fact, yeah. sometimes that is absolutely what, you know, these life lessons end up teaching. Yeah. You know, but uh, you can't outrun it. I tried. I really, really tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, I, I was somewhat successful for many years. I mean, truly, you know, I, I, I ignored a lot and I just kept, kept grinding and kept moving and, and then realizing that, you know, if I still want to have my body and my abilities to do anything, I, I have to listen. And, and that meant, you know, slowing down and yeah, kind of amazing. Truly, well, <laughs> truly it is. Up with you and then suddenly you yeah. realize, okay. So those, yeah. you know, Buddhas on the mountaintop or, you know, the yep. gurus that tell you life is short, yep. enjoy it, be present in every moment. Yep. Yep. I was, yeah, it was just, oh, I just, yeah, I remember that just made me think I had a, um, as I was getting ready for HSDT, those six months before, I was really rough, right? Because I, I was off Oprahvis, I was relapsing, I felt terrible, oh, all gosh. the insurance stuff. And I went, I had, it wasn't my first, but it was a, I started regularly going, um, to a Reiki master and I, I again, I'm a, I'm a very practical, pragmatic person, and a nurse. but I was and a nurse <laughs> and I was, and I was looking for anything that would help. And I, at that point I couldn't even do like massage. My body was so it hurt. I, I could yet hurt. Massage I couldn't hurt be touched. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It hurt. I couldn't do it. But I, I went to a Reiki master and it was, again, I, and again, people can, you know, it's not a, a you know, <laughs> I'm not saying anything more than for me, it was an amazing time of, you know, an hour, hour and a half at a time to let my body and mind be absolutely quiet and still in a way that I had never experienced before. And that for me was this realization and this, you know, that beginning of that realization that doing nothing is something and, you know, truly being okay with that was pretty, pretty powerful. So I, I'm very thankful that I didn't 
put up the resistance that I probably usually would have to, you know, to something like that. But, um, you know, again, I, I being okay with looking in different places for the answers, if you're not, you know, not finding them or not finding the, the relief that you need. So it's pretty, pretty powerful. So ultimately we are all energy right? yes. and you can't yep. create it and you can't destroy it, but you can shift it. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And that was, you know, it all comes back to, you know, you know, everything's, everything's a circle. It comes back to my, my stem cell transplant day, you know, today, three years ago. And as I said earlier, that moment of shifting from feeling so peaceful and enlightened to feeling truly almost dissociated from my body, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was that what, what, what I went to was that what she had helped me find was that kind of that moment of finding the peace, even with everything else going on, you know, some of the, some of the mantra, the mantra that really she had helped me find to get to that place. And it was what helped me keep from absolutely panicking, you know, and uh, keep, you know, and all that. And so again, it all comes back around. Like I, I would not have, even thought that that was possible, you know, six months before, but, you know, being open to, wow, I, you know, I got to figure something out. I I don't have all the answers. I can't cure it by, you know, running myself into the ground, literally and figuratively, you know, I've got to figure this out. So (laughs) I I come from a very pragmatic family too. They all would be like, you're going to go do what? Like, just, just, don't question me. Just, you know, just it's, I'm not going to try to explain it to you. It's just like, it's like massage without massage. Okay. Let's just, just call it that. And, uh, but they, they could tell, they could see the difference. They know the difference. They, they see the difference in me. And, you know, that's, I think that's powerful too, that, um, it's okay to recognize that we don't always have all the answers, you know, and we do have to you know, rely on things that sometimes, may seem weird, <laughs> may seem different, but if they are, you know, truly helpful um, in ways that you may not even, you know, realize or appreciate until you, you know, really need them. So, well, yeah, it's, interesting, it's interesting, right? Because we yeah. trust the science and maybe just because the science isn't there yet around Reiki, right? Yeah. I've, I've heard that, I guess, practitioners of transcendental meditation are working to, or lobbying, right, to, Mm-hmm. make sure that it is covered by insurance for yep. people with PTSD because it yep. can be so effective in helping yep. just to shift that stress state. Yep. And so ultimately but that's exactly what it was case. Yeah. And, the, and that's yep. exactly how Reiki works. Right. And that's, yep. And that's exactly how I used it. That's exactly in that moment. That was what, what it was. And, you know, even afterwards, the nurse said too. She's like, "I don't, she said, she said, I don't know where you went, but it was obviously very helpful because it was, it was a, there was, it was. Just, it's hard to explain in that moment. You know, you everything is so calm, and then everything just went really wrong. Like my blood pressure dropped. I, you know, I got really sick. Like it wasn't just a, you know, you, know, you get the funny taste and all that stuff. I got really sick. I had a really bad reaction to the preservative. You know, that was, it wasn't the stem cells. It was the preservative they used. And um, so not quite an allergic reaction, but a very bad reaction. So the, it was, a, it was, it was chaotic, you know, cause she, all of a sudden they're like, oh no, like, right. Machines she's, are going she's, off and- yeah, machines are going, I'm sick. I'm like, not to be graphic, but like, 
very, very ill, very, very quickly. <laughs> like, get out of my way. Things are, you know, things are happening. And, you know, so physically all this going on, all this in the room. And I was able to get to that, like I said, almost a dissociative place. And it was, it's an, it was interesting afterwards. She, her words were, and I just remember clear as day. I don't know where you went, but it was really, it was really helpful. I'm glad you could, because that was really hard. I was like, yep. It sure was. <laughs> it, it sure was. And it's taken a while to, you know, to, to kind of move through all of that. But, um, but yeah, that's the power of stuff. And who, you know, who knew? I, I don't, I, I, I didn't know that that would be something that would, I'd be able to, to rely on or to pull in those moments, you know, yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, pretty powerful. Um, pretty scary, but you know, it was, interesting to get in hindsight how you can pull all that together for sure and just the blending of the east and the west right and yep yep how we can truly take a more holistic approach even to hsct yep well and in that moment i couldn't do anything i I couldn't do anything (laughs) i was completely helpless i mean my body was my body was not reacting the way they thought all the, you know, just, you know, you know, in those moments, it's not, and it's not to over dramatize. It's not that I was think I was truly dying, but I was really sick, you know, and in those moments when somebody is already that vulnerable, you know, you have no immune system at that point, you know, your blood pressure is dropping. Yeah. The, you know, things are not looking good. You know, they're like, you I went pale, sweaty, you know, they didn't know again, it's what exactly is happening. And, and in that moment, there's nothing I could do. You know, I couldn't, get up and <laughs> give myself medications. I could, you know, all I could do was like I did kind of go inward and try to just, I didn't even find the calm. I didn't know exactly what to call it. Find that kind of other place while all this was going on so that I wasn't fighting it. Right. You know, so that I wasn't mm-hmm. fighting against what they were doing and just kind of letting, letting it happen. And, um, yeah, absolving so, yeah. control is so tough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My biggest, yeah, probably biggest issue in life. But it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. So, you know, all to say, don't, you know, I, I, I don't count anything out when people tell me things that they've tried or that they, you know, they use. I, I, absolutely. I, where's my place to say that it works or doesn't work and, you know, be open and willing to explore and, you know, find those things that might be helpful that you might not always realize why, why, why you found out about it or why you were introduced to it. And, you know, the ways that it might actually be extremely helpful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Myofascial release I've found is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, If you can, if you can uh, get past the, the (laughs) pain of it. Yep. Well, I'm with you though. It should be painful, right? So yeah, at least the practitioner I found has been working for over 15 years and studying and it's really just gentle holding. That is awesome because that's what people need to hear. Yeah. Because I, yeah. (laughs) An hour and a half after Uh, her work, I walked out and it was like butter. I was not only relaxed, but just smiling all over my body. And I was like, yeah, amazing. And it was just literally gentle holding and shifting of the energy. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And again, yeah. Cause people there's, there's, there are folks that, um, 
will call what they do with my yes, facial right. my press and release it's, and it's with the foam rollers it's not, and it's painful yes, yeah painful I, yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So i'm really glad that that's your experience and that yeah because that can be pretty pretty awful the, the other one i found and this is again my I, my husband just kind of like goes with it now when i say hey look what i found or look what i bought <laughs> i bought a i bought i bought a vibration plate um, a big one, you know, a good one, you know, yeah. and kind of that same idea of as I was healing and, and things and to try. And it's actually really amazing. I, you know, I, and I wish I had known about it even before HSCT, but when, um, you know, I still, I still have neuropathy in my legs and feet and I will get that spasticity really bad in my right leg and I can get on the vibration plate and it will quiet it down way better than Baclofen or nice. any other medication. And who would have known? Like I, I, you know, I just, I was curious. I'm like, well, let's try it. Let's see, you know, let's see if, if this science holds up, you know, if this, you know, not on the really, you know, really vibration, high vibration, but from the lower one. And it's, it's amazing. So again, you know, be, be, be curious, be willing to try and see, you know, for your yeah. body, what, what helps. So that's yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a nice, it's funny because it does make a lot of noise. So if I go down, if I'm having a bad night, it's midnight and I turn on the vibration plate <laughs> just to let people know, like, oh, mom's up. Okay. <laughs> just having, having a rough time. Like, well, you know, 10 minutes on this and I should be able to lay back down and, you know, have it a little quieter at least. Sure. So, but, yeah. Anything else that you found to support your recovery? Um, no, that's probably, those are the big ones. Like I said, just keep moving, find the way, find whatever it is, you know, in your within your ability keep moving because i think if, if ms teaches us anything it's you know that our body our bodies and brains are all connected it all goes together and um you know we can keep you know those you know everything that has the damage if we can keep moving and learning new pathways and new ways of doing things um it does work you know it it, it, it does keep getting better so that would be my yep yep not overnight, but definitely, definitely makes a difference. So consistency is key. Well, and you've shared so much yep. with us and I'm grateful to you. So is there anything else uh, that you're grateful for that maybe has gone unspoken? Um, you know, I truly, and this is going to sound, you know, I like, and we've said it before and I, I, I think, you know, those of us that, that got to know Dr. Burt, you know, and, and meet him in those moments of, um, being so appreciative, you know, of him, number one, and his, his curiosity, you know, and truly, yes. and I don't know if you've got a chance to talk to him about, you know, how in his own words, you know, how this all came about and truly just being so grateful that he was curious mm-hmm. and he was willing to stand and do this work in the face of, you know, so a lot of opposition. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so much of it. And, and to stay so grounded and humble and, you know, he's, it's just pretty amazing. So he's so kind. Yeah. And just willing to, to be there and, you know, to do that. It's, it's truly, I'm truly ungrateful. And I, you know, I, I, for me, I was sad. I'm like, what? I don't get to see you again. (laughs) I had my six month follow up and he's like, that's it. We're done. I'm like, do I have to come back? He's like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) I can see you again. You know? And I was, I was sad for me. I was like, oh man, I really, I take a lot of comfort, you know, and a lot of interest in talking with him. Like, this is really, really interesting. But, you know, being so grateful that um, his work has gotten noticed. It is moving on. It is, you know, these things are happening. And 
um, I just, it's, I'm very grateful. So I hope he, I know he knows it. I hope he really appreciates how much, you know, he has made a difference, not only just individually in our lives, but collectively too, for, for this, this cause. And, you know, that this is um, something that hopefully really becomes the standard that people can count on. Mm. So it has so, in yeah. Italy, thank goodness. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I, you know, okay, yeah, we can talk all day about healthcare around the world and <laughs> right. how how we are failing in many, many ways. But um, I will, you know, continue to do what I can, yeah, to you know, to make sure that people understand and know their options. And yeah, so yeah, very, very grateful to Dr. Burt and his whole team and everything he's done, and hope he's enjoying his. He doesn't take time off, you know. No, sabbatical involves Yeah, but I hope he's enjoying that, and you know, and I don't, you know, I guess I don't know if people know. I mean, how much he truly sacrifices and sacrificed time away from his family, and you know, he's just yeah, it's pretty amazing in in healthcare to find somebody that is so dedicated for the right reason, you know, and so. I, you know, probably a little jaded as a nurse, you know, we kind of see the good and the bad and all of that. So I truly, truly appreciate him and what he's done. So. Brilliant. I appreciate you and your advocacy and sharing your story with us. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, it's, you know, three years is a pretty, pretty big deal for me. I didn't know if I would be here. So I am, I'm happy to, to be a part of it. I really appreciate talking with you, connecting with you and sharing so much goodness and insight about your experience and wish you all the best with continued improvement and recovery and healing. Thank you. And I same to everyone else. Hope for all the best and keep keep pushing. <laughs> keep going. And you know, keep resting. And keep resting in between. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to having a rest day today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is my plan. May you soak in all the nothing. (laughs) Yes, there you go. All the, all the nothing. Just very sunshine. That's what I'm going to soak in today. Just sunshine. So thank you though. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to visit hsctwarriorspodcast.org where you can find notes from today's episode submit ideas or feedback, and connect with resources and the HSCT Warriors Incorporated nonprofit. As always, special thanks to musical genius Billy Allitzhauser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. It has been amazing to connect with warriors worldwide, and we would love to hear from you about how the podcast has helped your journey with autoimmune disease. Take a moment to connect with us on Instagram or share this episode with someone you know that would enjoy listening. In the meantime, we hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for another episode highlighting another HSCT warrior. Until then, be a snowflake and embrace your superpowers. Be kind. Be well. Jen Stansberry Koenig and the producers disclaim medical influence and responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. If you think you have a medical problem, please contact a licensed physician and take good care.